Bullshit. It's Super Bowl time. What does that mean to you from a marketing standpoint for your company? What takeaways might you have for your personal brand storytelling? You'll find out during this episode as I wear my Bill Belichick hoodie. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Dave Mastovich, CEO and founder of Mass Solutions, the world's only no bullshit marketing agency. Super Bowl 55. Wow. The 55th version of the Super Bowl as a game, week, advertising showcase, and overall entertainment extravaganza. From Super Bowl one, which wasn't even called that, to today, we've seen some great, some not so great, and some downright lousy football games. But we've always seen and heard all kinds of stories. Year in and year out, that's the one thing we've always been able to count on. The early Super Bowls weren't as packed with stories as today when the buzz begins way before the official media day and includes stories about players, their families, the team, the fans, the ads, the parties, and so much more. So many stories, so much information. And most of us tune in, watch, check out, and sometimes even read multiple stuff multiple times leading up to, during, and right after the game. Which stories stand out and why? Which ones do we remember? Well, this won't be a rundown of the greatest Super Bowl commercials of all time. I did that in a ranking back for Super Bowl 50. But it will be a breakdown of what it takes to make a great Super Bowl story and how to execute one yourself for you or your company long after the game ends. Nothing earth-shattering will come from my breakdown. In fact, some of you might think you already knew what I say here or that it was common sense. And I'll respond with, yes, you might have known, but you weren't applying these techniques as often or as well as you could have. And common sense isn't common. Or I could use that football analogy that we've all heard and I admit I probably use too much when explaining that a company or a person needs to start or go back to the fundamentals or execution to achieve success. We've said or actually heard it's about the blocking and tackling, getting back to the basics, focusing on the process, doing well at what you need to do again and again, the blocking and tackling of your business. I talk a lot about the blocking and tackling of marketing and marketing operations. So yes, this is about the blocking and tackling of marketing and also the blocking and tackling of storytelling for Super Bowl week. First, the definition of marketing. My definition of marketing. It starts with clearly defining who you want to reach influence, engage, 
and connect with. Clearly defining those target markets. This is critical with all marketing and for every one of your stories. And it's even more important during Super Bowl week when we're bombarded with messaging. Because if the people trying to reach all of us during this Super Bowl week haven't clearly defined who they want to reach, influence, connect, and engage with, they're in trouble because you can't reach everybody or even close to everybody unless you spend the $5.6 million for an ad during the Super Bowl. But even then, you're not going to reach everybody because some of the people will be in the bathroom. Others will be screaming and arguing about something with the game. Still others talking to friends and family. And get this, not everybody watches the Super Bowl. So even that $5.6 million ad isn't going to get you to be able to reach everybody. And most of us don't have anywhere near $5.6 million for one ad. So yes, you need to clearly define who you want to reach, influence, engage, and connect with for your business before you even begin to thinking about telling a story. The second part of real marketing is finding out what they want and need by asking them through marketing intel, marketing research. So you've clearly defined your target audiences of customers, prospects, employees, referral sources, centers of influence. Now it's time to do marketing intel, marketing research. So you can ask them what they think, feel, want, need. That's the second part of the definition of marketing, of no BS marketing, is finding out what they want through marketing research. Smaller companies might be apprehensive about spending their limited dollars for marketing on market research. If that's the case, two things. Take the do-it-yourself approach by figuring out exactly who you want to hear from, crafting a few questions, three, five, six at the most, and then doing your qualitative marketing research. But know this, regardless of the size of your business, you're going to still need an outside person, company asking questions because we all tell others more than we would tell someone directly. But do the do-it-yourself approach to get started. Implement NPS. Do ongoing customer surveys. You need the marketing research of current customers and prospective customers. Now, I talked to you about how I try to help people with their personal brand. You might think, how can I possibly do market research with my personal brand? Well, you can. You can absolutely do qualitative marketing research on your own by taking the time to decide who you want to listen to and what you want to ask them and then just doing it. And you can even do some quantitative marketing research for your personal brand. It's always always good thing to think about how you might ask certain open-ended questions 
of friends, family, people who might use your product, people who might read your content, watch your videos, and get a couple of open-ended questions. Ask them again and again, and you'll be surprised how quickly you'll begin to get some trends. But then you can also even use quantitative with a more formal quick survey to people. So whether it's your personal brand or your small and medium-sized business or your large company, the first step of marketing, of real marketing, of no BS marketing, is clearly defining your target markets of who you want to reach, influence, engage, and connect with. Your second step is finding out what they want, need, think, and feel through marketing research, marketing intel. Then your third step is develop it. Develop what they told you they want and need. Listen to what they told you. Tweak your offerings, your product, your service, your content based on what you heard. So you're tweaking that product, service, or your side hustle based on what they told you because you asked, so you have to listen. And yes, this is part of marketing. And yes, every company needs to do it on an ongoing basis. Sadly, companies often think that this is an operational function or that this is a department called product development or a small and medium-sized business might think that the leader, CEO, founder should be the one deciding what the new products, services, offerings are. You need to take into account marketing when it comes to your service offerings, your product offerings. And if you've defined the target market, and if you've reached out to them to listen to what they think, feel, want, and need, then you build the product or service through that with your marketing experts. If you don't have any on your team, or if you have a couple you think are somewhat marketing experts, retain somebody to give you marketing counsel. Hire a firm that has marketing expertise because that's huge for your product development, your service offerings. The fourth step is then to give it to them when and where they want it at a price they're willing to pay. You've clearly defined the target audience, number one. Number two, you've reached out to them to learn what they want, need, think, and feel. Number three, you developed it based on listening to what they said. You tweaked your product, your service, your offering, offering your side hustle. The fourth thing is you give it to them when and where they want it at a price they're willing to pay. And yes, price is integral to marketing and your marketing expertise. That team member, that team members needs to be involved with pricing. So you give it to them when and where they want it at the price they're willing to pay. And that's essential to the storytelling aspect. The delivery, the when and where they want it at the price they're willing to pay is the fourth part of marketing. And yes, marketing needs to be involved in the placement. That's the P for delivery of the product. The pricing is a P that's part of those four P's of marketing. And then the fifth thing, the fifth component of real marketing and my definition of marketing is to tell them about it again and again. Now, this is what most people think marketing, branding, advertising, public relations, digital marketing. They think that this is that. 
The problem is that this is just a small piece. You've already heard me talk about four major components of marketing. The fifth one is tell them about it again and again, and that is creative storytelling, memorable storytelling through the right channel to the right person at the right time. It has to be driven by behavioral science. The telling them about it again and again needs to be driven by behavioral science and that's why those first four parts are so significant. But so many people still think of marketing, branding, PR, storytelling as the telling them about it again and again. It's the fifth part, it's important, it's the glamorous part, the fun part, but it doesn't work unless it's the creative art driven by the behavioral science. The next step is to monitor what happened, ask customers and prospects more questions, listen, learn, ideate, adjust. That's the part that's number six in your marketing, your real marketing, and my definition of marketing is to monitor what happened. Ask customers and prospects more questions. Listen, learn, adjust, ideate, tweak. Marketing is not a one-time thing or a campaign thing or a function of one department or a project or a short-term expense. It's ongoing. It's forever. It's an investment. It's a major part of the lifeblood of any company and any personal brand. Think of the companies that leverage the Super Bowl the best. Not just the multi-million dollar ad buyers, but the smaller companies that find a way to be tied to the Super Bowl. The businesses that gain exposure and revenue from it. They've done marketing. They've defined their customers and prospective customers. They've reached out to learn from them what they think, feel, need, and want. They've listened and then developed it by tweaking existing products and offering new ones. And they've given it to them when and where they want it at a price they're willing to pay. They realize that the distribution of the product, the when, the time, the how, the channel, the price, all needs to be driven by that market research by the trends, by the Pareto principle plus of your 80, 20 and more of your current customers, of your referral sources, your feedback from your centers of influence. All of that drives pricing. All of that drives the channels you deliver in. All of that drives when and where and how your customers get their product. And then those people that are leveraging the Super Bowl listened, learned, ideated and adjusted and that's what you need to do from a marketing standpoint. Continually tweak it. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a short-term thing. It's an ongoing investment that's part of the lifeblood of your company. So that's what you need to do from a marketing standpoint. Now, onto the storytelling standpoint, whether it's for your small and medium-sized business, your large company that you're driving the storytelling 
or your personal brand. Every Super Bowl has all kinds of stories leading up to it. The star players, the adversity that was overcome, family stories, history of a franchise, a city, the sacrifices made by owners, coaches, players, fans. Those stories that resonate with us all share three common traits. First, they focus on one big idea. And that big idea answers two why questions. Your why or reason for being. So why am I telling this story and why is this person who I'm telling the story about, what is their reason for being? And your customer's why, the person who's going to consume that story, that content, what's their why? What are they interested in? When you've done that and focused on the one big idea, example, read a story a day or two ago about three guys who have gone to every Super Bowl in person. And it told the story of how when they met at a Super Bowl 10, 15, 20 years ago, and how they become friends. And the story was about friendship. And it was about consistency and meaning and how these three people were tied together by this one thing. And the one big idea was that they consistently went to this one event year after year after year. And it became a major part of their life because it talked about how that was their example of how consistent they were, how dedicated they were, and how much they could be committed to something and also enjoy it. So that story was focusing on one big idea. But there are stories throughout the week that achieve this. Some are about human interest. Some are about diversity. Some are about adversity. Some are about family. But they come in with that one big idea. The second common trait is they're memorable because they make an emotional impact. I liked one of the ads that I looked in my preview of the ads that was from Doritos. And it was probably, I was probably a big part of the target. I'm guessing the target was people 35 and older. And what it was, was uh, it had Marshawn Lynch opening it up similar to the commercials they did throughout the year for Doritos and the NFL. Was the night before the Super Bowl was this playoff of what was the night before kickoff. And it included legends of the game. Troy Aikman was with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. So that covers the 80s and 90s. Then you had Eli and Peyton Manning, which covers the 2000s to the early 2010s. Uh, there was Jerome Bettis from the 2006 Super Bowl with Terry Bradshaw from the 70s Steelers. So now you've covered from the 70s all the way through 2015 or so since you have Marshawn Lynch in there. And it was about the Super Bowls and Doritos. So it was memorable for me because they defined the target. It might not be as memorable for my sons. But they'll have other ads that are more memorable for them because they're the target. So you focus on that one big idea as the one common trait by these stories that are resonating with us. And the second one is 
They're memorable and make an emotional impact. The third one is they're about people. They're about people. And the example I gave you showed multiple people. And those people each have a story. And people in sports love certain players and actually despise certain other players. So they're playing off of that with those stories because they know that those stories are about people. What does this mean to you? Well, you have one big idea, your why, and your customers who you want to reach, whether it's with your side hustle, your content, your small and medium-sized business, or your large company, you focus on one big idea by looking at your why and your customer's why. You take the time to define that and really understand that. You make it memorable so it can make an emotional impact by having that hook that ties back to that target audience that we said you have to have defined. And then the third point is they're about people. Well, everyone has a people story. Every company has characters. Every person doing a side hustle is a character, and I mean that in a good way. So you can do this. You can make a big impact on your target audiences if you do real marketing and make your stories share those three common traits. And that all ties back to Super Bowl week and how the Super Bowl week and the Super Bowl are really about storytelling. And that's what makes it such an entertainment extravaganza that's fun for us all and brings us together to have parties and events and chats and so forth that makes it memorable for us. And you go back and go, do you remember when that Super Bowl happened, we were at this house and we we're at that party. I've got my hoodie on in honor of Bill Belichick, who's won the most Super Bowls as a coach of all time. And he won six of those with Tom Brady, who's trying to win his seventh. That's tough for a lifelong Steelers fan to do that shout out. But I love and respect greatness. And Bill Belichick is great. Tom Brady's great. They've got six Super Bowls. The Steelers are a great organization with six Super Bowls. The Super Bowl also features the amazing and exciting Patrick Mahomes, who is on a torrid pace to possibly become that greatest quarterback of all time. But it also features a bunch of other stories that focus on one big idea that make a memorable impact and that are about people. It wouldn't be Super Bowl week if that weren't the case. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No BS Marketing Show, recorded in our studios in bold, beautiful downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.